Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today we actually have to talk about social media companies in general, because are they liable for mass shootings? And honestly, I'm not 100% sure on this one. I think I could go either way. And now if you're a longtime listener or viewer of mine, you know my thoughts on social media, the harm that's done to society, uh, that does not excuse any of that, and I do think they're culpable in some way, but are they actually liable for mass shootings? I think we're about to find out. And here's what's going on. Now, there have been multiple publications on this uh, as of yesterday since this news came out, but I'm cribbing from Bill Hutchinson of ABC News, who I thought just had a really excellent write-up on this, and I've obviously got my own thoughts. But here's the primer of what's going on, because the families of those that were killed in the 2022 uh, Tops Friendly Supermarket or, or Tops uh, Friendly Market in Buffalo, New York, have now filed a wrongful death lawsuit yesterday, this past Friday, against a number of social media companies, and they're alleging that those companies facilitated essentially the teenage killer's white supremacist radicalization by allowing racist propaganda to essentially fester on their platforms, which obviously the shooter was exposed to. Now, the lawsuit was filed in the state Supreme Court in Buffalo, New York, and it also names the defendants. Um, uh, the other defendants are a gun dealer. This is where essentially the shooter bought um, his AR-15, and as well as a body armor company, and not and, and on top of this, the parents of the killer as well, uh, whose name is Pey uh, Peyton Gendron, and there you go. Now, to quote the lawsuit directly, Gendron was motivated to commit his heinous crimes by racist, anti-Semitic, and white supremacist propaganda fed to him by the social media companies whose products he used. They also added, for the record, that Gendron was not radicalized or raised by a racist family. He did not live in a radically polarized community. He had no personal history of negative interactions with black people either until that moment. And obviously that moment, which I will talk about, was utterly horrific. Now, the lawsuit was filed by Buffalo attorney John Elmore on behalf of family members and loved ones of Hayward Patterson, Catherine Massey, and Andre McNeil. These are three of the 10 African-Americans that were killed in that mass shooting. Now, the suit, the suit is also supported by the Social Media Victims Law Center. That's an organization that works to hold social media companies legally accountable for the alleged harm that they cause or inflict on vulnerable and impressionable users. Now, among the defendants named in the lawsuit are Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, instant messaging app Snapchat, Discord, as well, uh, Reddit, Google, which owns YouTube, and Amazon, which owns Twitch. Now, that Twitch, for the record, was the site that Gendron used to live stream the killing rampage that he went on and was also simultaneously broadcasting that into Discord as well. And full disclosure, um, I've actually seen that video and I will talk about that, uh, you know, in, in a bit. We track extremism here and, and it just was absolutely horrifying. Now, the, the basically the website 4chan, which is basically the bottom feeding awfulness of the internet is also named as a defendant as well as the vintage firearms company this is where uh, Gendron purchases AR-15 and the RMA armament company he was wearing basically head-to-toe body armor uh, you know in various way various aspects of his body uh, apparently buying it from RMA now the lawsuit alleges the social media platforms aided in rapidly spreading Gendron's hate via copies of his live stream shooting across multiple video platforms and it became basically called the murder video was was viewed millions of times three million times or more at least um, and like I said I watched that as well and that was absolutely horrific I mean you it's about a seven minute video eight minute video if I recall and you see him initially driving through the neighborhoods trying to find the supermarket you know he screws up he's literally 
filming this on a GoPro on his head. Um, basically, you know, he turns around, backs his car up because he went the wrong way, literally pulls into the parking lot, just basically hits park, gets out of his car with an AR-15, and then starts taking people out in the parking lot, walking in, shooting absolutely everybody in sight, with the exception of one white guy. Now, what happened was, I don't know if this was an employee or just a patron of Tops, but he was sitting between two checkout lines, uh, you know, and he was he was huddling, and as soon as patron, uh, Gedwood patron, uh, yeah, Gedron uh, basically showed up and pointed the weapon at him, the guy started screaming, and Peyton said, sorry, and then he went on to kill the next black victim. And so he clearly was targeting, um, you know, black people or African Americans in this shooting, skipping over literally the white guy, and you can see that on the video. It's absolutely horrific, but as we track extremism here we were on that pretty quickly and it was not hard to find on a lot of these social media platforms to the point of this lawsuit now Gendron used Amazon's Twitch as I mentioned to live stream the first two minutes of the rampage but like I said the whole thing is there and it's about seven eight minutes long uh, you know if you can find it because uh, again it was originally put on discord for something like 15 of his followers now Gedron is now 19 years old he was 18 at the time of the shooting he pled guilty to committing these murders and was sentenced in February to life in prison without parole. Uh, he became the first person in New York State to face charges of domestic terrorism motivated by hate. And he also pled guilty to that as well. Now, during his sentencing in February, Gendron uh, essentially is from an area called or a city called Conklin, New York, which apparently is predominantly white. And it's a three hour drive from Buffalo. And he claimed he was brainwashed online by propaganda saying, quote, I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. End quote. Now, during the sentencing hearing, one of Gedron's attorneys also said, quote, the racist hate that motivated this crime was spread through online platforms and the violence that was made possible was in part due to the easy access of assault weapons. Gedron's radicalization on social media was neither a coincidence nor an accident. It was a foreseeable consequence. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a separate quote. So basically it was it happened in part due to easy access of weapons. Now, the lawsuit on top of this says, and I quote, Gedron's radicalization on social media was neither a coincidence nor an accident. It was a foreseeable, it was the foreseeable consequences of social media companies' conscious decision to design platforms that maximize user engagement and corresponding advertising revenue at the expense of public safety. And I honestly think <clears throat> in that point, that's honestly true because we have seen that consistently. We have whistleblowers, you know, that have come out like Francis Haugen that basically says they were engaging anytime somebody hit the anger button, the algorithms essentially would prioritize that because it made them more. Uh, revenue and I've talked about the spread of just the anger the division the breakdown of trust in our society not just politics as a result of the Facebooks of the world it's been absolutely atrocious and so I think this is in line now on top of this the lawsuit adds and I quote a social media platforms that Gendron encountered are equipped with sophisticated algorithms designed to addict teenagers by taking advantage of their incomplete brain development and maintain their engagement through increasingly extreme and psychologically discordant content End quote. Now, I think that's true. Um, you know, in, in that vein, I mean, obviously, as we're growing up and we've all grown up, especially if you're listening to me as an adult, um, you know, but that said, we've always been exposed to this. Like I for so for example, I was what 15, 16 years old, something like that. I saw Natural Born Killers. I saw Die Hard. You know, you see all of these different movies. Now, is it getting more extreme? Is it getting more radical? I mean, I was not really exposed to like neo-Nazi bullcrap and, you know, any of that, uh, you know, as I was growing up. Uh, you know, that's not the existence I had. But nevertheless, that's a huge thing. We also had AOL chat rooms and we also had a, you know, basically anger in those as well. Zoran v. AOL is essentially what happened in the mid 90s. 
90s that that led to Section 230 of uh, the Communications Decency Act. So 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 we've had this for quite some time. Now, this lawsuit, though, also mirrors a scathing report released this past October by New York Attorney General Letitia James, uh, alleging that several online platforms, including some of those named in the lawsuit, played roles in that Buffalo mass shooting by radicalizing Gendron as he consumed a ton, a ton of racist and violent content, and then by allowing him to broadcast that deadly attack. Now, I have a lot of different thoughts on this. And Bill Hutchinson goes on to say a lot more, uh, talks about how the firearm, uh, basically the, the, the firearm shop where he bought the weapon, uh, you know, he learned how to apparently modify the weapon to accept, you know, more rounds, which is not hard on an AR-15, but but uh, they also do the body armor. The body armor company came back and said, well, I'm surprised because all we do is sell body armor and we don't know basically who's buying our body armor. Anybody can buy it. I can buy it. You can buy it. So I don't necessarily know how culpable they're going to be. Um, but I do think we have a multifold problem here with social media. And if we are looking at this, yes, if you are constantly exposed to these kinds of things, it's a huge problem. Not to mention the fact that you have something that you normally wouldn't have in your actual real human interactive life. And that is a support group of like-minded people that will encourage you to do these things. Uh, if you recall, and I've mentioned this before, I interviewed one of the leaders of the Flat Earth Movement uh, like a couple of years ago, a few years ago at this point, probably beginning a pandemic around that time or so. Um, and one of the things that I was trying to just talk to him about was, hey, like, you know, if we didn't have the internet, you'd be like three guys in a newsletter. You wouldn't have like Kyrie Irving of the NBA or, or other major people actually questioning that the world, you know, is flat. And, and, and so by virtue of that, they found a support group that says, you know what? All of your neighbors, all of your friends, all of your family, you know, they're idiots. You can find camaraderie here. Keep the faith, brother. You know, that kind of thing. And that is something that, that quite frankly, we have seen in the internet age. But we're also lacking things like socialization. This is a 19-year-old that, that basically went on a rampage at 18 killing multiple people, uh, you know, in a supermarket. And while he allocated to that in court... Understand where that's coming from. Yes, he's radicalized, but we also have a problem with developing brains. Some people are impressionable, and that is another thing that we really have to understand. There has been a real push in the United States by some, some elements to say, okay, well, violent video games like first-person shooter games, Call of Duty, you know, take your pick, Halo, etc., etc., are bad. And, and quite frankly, for some people, yeah. I think they might be if you're impressionable, if you aspire to be that, you know, if you look at, let's say, The Matrix, for example, when that came out in 1999, uh, you know, the, the Columbine shooters loved that movie. They emulated that movie. They had black trench coats, you know, with, with high powered weapons as they went through Columbine High School. And, and, and that was very well known. They wrote about, you know, emulating Neo from The Matrix, played by Keanu Reeves. And so so I think there is an element here that we have to identify in terms of just mental health that says, yeah, this is a huge issue. Now, I'm not getting into should we have guns or not guns, blah, blah, blah. I've heard all of the arguments on both sides. Ban them all. Or you know what? You know, the, the spoon made me fat, not the, you know, not the ice cream. I, I, I get the arguments on that side. I'm not going there here. But what we do definitely have issue-wise, especially when it comes to social media, if they are prioritizing anger, if they are prioritizing hate, uh, you know, if they are allowing these things to proliferate and not stopping it effectively. And for the record, it is difficult. It is difficult for social media companies to actually find and kill these things. So the New Zealand shooter started live streaming uh, basically his, uh, his rampage in, I believe it was Christchurch, New Zealand, and he was doing that on Facebook. It took Facebook something like 10, 20 minutes to actually 
catch that and shut it down. And in the meantime, hundreds of people saw it. It was shared. It could have been downloaded. These are the kinds of things that 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 are very difficult because you have billions of people on a platform. It is impossible to keep up, even with artificial intelligence, because an AI sometimes doesn't know or understand what it's looking at. And so I understand it from that perspective. That said, one of the things, and I just released an article today uh, for Smirconish.com talking about the proliferation of deep fakes and essentially the shredding of reality. One of the things I mentioned as fixing this is not allowing artificial intelligences to make things go viral. If it is allowed to, to essentially and be designed to have something go viral, you can have things go viral that essentially will screw with people's heads, including anger, including hatred, including all of those things. Now that said, this kid could also, Gendron could also have essentially left Facebook, left Twitch, left all of this and started his own Discord server. That's not really monitored. I've written on that too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different things they can do. They can stick around on 4chan anonymously, still getting support from that racist, angry, propaganda-driven extremist community and encouraged. And the sad part about this, and this is not the first time, again, as we track these things, and one of the other ones we recently tracked was the 4th of July shooting in Highland Park, Illinois. Um, is essentially the encouragement that these people get. Their moves are analyzed, their moves are copied, and all of that. And we have seen something like 25 or 30 mass shootings since the beginning of the year here in the United States. We've got a serious problem on our hands. And, and there's no easy answer to this. I think social media has done just, I don't want to say irreparable damage, but deep, deep damage to society in a multitude of ways, whether it's politics, human interactions, uh, you know, mental health, all these things, especially in kids. Um, you know, but but we also have to re realize that we have to address these things. You know, thoughts and prayers might be great, might be fine, but but oftentimes action is needed. Now, what that action is, I think, is open for debate. But we can't let the social media platforms stand as they are. So, are they completely guilty, or is this you know Facebook's fault for for exposing this kid? Probably, partially. But at the end of the day, we also have to understand there is a responsibility aspect that all humans have to take for themselves, men mentally unstable or not. And, and I just don't know where that line is. So I think it's an important discussion to have. This is a much longer video than I was planning on, but quite frankly, I think it's such an important thing. I mean, and at this point, I'm, you know, reading other articles on just the high amount of anxiety right now that Americans have due to mass shootings and, you know, reading about families planning. Well, if something happens, you know, I'll cover this kid, you cover this kid, our oldest kid might have to to run away as we're protecting ourselves, you know, at our local mall because some idiot decides to start opening fire. Like these are conversations that are unfortunately happening and, and something's got to change. It, it really does. And so I think we have to have the discussion. I think the discussion can be open in a nonpartisan way. I think everything should be discussed, uh, you know, in every possibility, good, bad, or ugly, whatever it is to kind of figure this out. But what we're doing right now, which is just nothing, I think isn't going to help. And so we'll see if we get any traction from the Facebooks and the Snapchats and the Googles of the world. But honestly, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And I think that's unfortunate for all of us. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at NickAESP, where I promise you, you're going to get nothing but balanced content from me all the time. Same with YouTube, where you can subscribe. No extremism here. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private and just, just, just be excellent to each other. Thanks all.